What's up, everybody? Welcome to Couch Talk with Dana Monet. Here today, we have a very, very heavy topic. A lot of women have overcame domestic violence, but listen, there are some women out there in the world today who is facing it right now. Some women, they know what to do, and some women just don't know what to do. So today, I need you to put on your listening ears, okay? We have our guest here today, Shayna, who is going to tell us about her journey through domestic violence, where she was, and where she is today. Hello, Shayna. How are you? How are you, Zayna? I'm doing good. I am so honored and so excited to have you here on the podcast with me. Thank you so much for being here. So how are you? Of course, I'm glad that you even thought of me and asked me to be on here so that, you know, we can help as many people as possible. Um, But I'm good. I am good. I am um, it, you know, everything's a, a process and, you know, and just life be happening to us sometimes, but you know, everything, it, I just take, I just take life day by day and okay. just thank God that he gives us another chance to breathe again and start it all over again. So, right. Right. I, I totally agree with you. I always say life be life and like it, life be life and it does. <laughs> and you have to take it one day at a like at a time. You have to. You really mm-hmm. do. I'm su- again, I'm super excited again. Thank you so much for um being here with us and um accepting my invitation. So tell us tell us about Shayna. Y'all, y'all have Shayna and Zayna here, you know? <laughs> Tell us, tell us about you. So, um, so I'm a, a single mother. I have three children, and um, I am getting myself into real estate right now. I'm also trying to do the same thing you're doing, starting a podcast. Um, <laughs> I listen. It's a lot, so I'm trying to do a whole, a whole lot. Um, and just trying to just work life balance, just trying to, and like I said before, you know, I want to start a podcast as well. Just the same thing you're doing, the same purpose, the same reason. And so um, I'm in the midst of doing that and like working a full time job. I'm in property management. I'm also in school full time. So it's a lot. Um, yes, girl. That I'm doing you, at once. you are. You are doing. <laughs> See, I'm not the only one. I'm not. I'm the super only woman. One. You're super woman. All the women out here that's working hard, we are super woman. Like that real life. For super real, woman. for real. Like, it's like, how do we do this? Right. How, how do we do this? And we still wake up the next day and we and still keep it. pushing. Like, and it's do like, it. what? And it's like, you know, like we're like, I know, like God gives us strength, girl, because the right. strength that we have, oh man, it's like. I looked at my mother back in the day and was like, how did you raise seven kids? Like, what? what? How did you do that <laughs> with the money you were making? And wow. just how, and then we got through and we never, you know, and so I just, I guess I take her strength wow. and also the help from the Lord. Cause girl. Oh, and then you have three little, I'm over here struggling with two and you have three. I'm struggling with three. 
<laughs> like, how old are your children? My oldest is nine. Um, my middle is five. I have a daughter. Her name's Chloe. Her she's nine. Beckham is five, and Piper. Oh Lord, Piper. Piper is three, going on fifty-three. Oh my so, gosh. <laughs> yeah, Piper is three, going on fifty-three. Um, wow. She is older than you and I. She is a grandmother. Wow. She, I, I don't. I don't believe in reincarnation, but <laughs> I do believe Piper came back. <laughs> Piper came back, girl. <laughs> Piper is my grandmother. That girl, she is mean. Oh she is God. sassy, but she's so considerate and so lovable. Oh, and she oh. fusses. When she fusses at my other two, it's like, what did you say, girl? Like, you've been here before. So, yeah. What? Yeah. Do you find that she's picking up, like, your characteristics, though? That's the. I think she picks up a lot of my characteristics and she listens. So, like, if I tell the kids don't eat in the living room or something, she's like, what? Um, and, and then say a week later they do it and she's like mama said don't eat in the living room why are you eating in this living room you don't listen and then she 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 goes on and on and on and on, and on. that's a lot she's a mother yeah oh, she's that's so, mother. A lot. so yeah. I'm sure your house is like lit all the time all three, the time three kids like that oh my all gosh scientists say that it's worse having three kids is worse than having two or four yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. So it's their their and their and their scientific findings that it's better mm-hmm. to have it's easier to have two kids or even four. Three is the worst number they say. So, so I'm nervous because I, I want one more. I have two boys and it's like I you want, want a girl, girl but mm, oh gosh. And then if she turns out to be like me, it's like, oh, God, I don't even know if I want that. Yeah, Piper is very, very, very girly. She likes nails. She likes makeup. She wears lipstick to church every day. She's so young for this. She (laughs) likes it all. Like, she's very girly. She likes wearing skirts. She doesn't like wearing pants. That's, I I like wearing pants. I like to be comfortable. Right. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That is a lot. That's exciting. So, you... You're busy. You're like you said, we're super mom, but that's awesome. You're doing amazing things and I'm just so happy to have you here and I can't wait to have like join your podcast and listen you in will. to all the great things that you have in store for And it. I'm going to have like, you on. You will for sure. Oh. <laughs> for sure. Well, you know, I'm down. You said yes to me, so I definitely will say yes to you. I'm so excited. But Shayna, listen. So the topic for today, um, welcome to the audience, whoever is listening. Um, welcome, welcome, welcome. We just want you to sit back on your couch or wherever you are, be relaxed, and just have a great ear to listen to this. Um, so this is a really, really heavy topic um, this week on domestic violence. Um, we have a lot of women that are um, like have gone through this, and they're still dealing with the aftermath, but also on some real stuff. Like I literally know some, someone just reached out to me this past week, actually in my inbox and said, she's 23, she's pregnant. Um, she's being physically abused and she don't know what to do. She really do not know what to do. And so that's touching. Like it will give you the chills to hear someone that is actually like going through that. So currently, I, yeah. I, I tell us, I, of course, I have so many questions for you. Um, and I, I know a lot of people out there do too, but can you tell us your story? Yes, I, I, I would love to. So, um, and, and tell that young lady that she really needs to listen to this because the thing with abuse, it, it, it's just not physical. 
it, 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 it tunnels into emotional, it tunnels into mental, it tunnels into so many different things that the aftermath, I believe, is worse um, because even after the beating stops, you have to still go through the psychological math of abuse. And so I think that was mainly more of my problem um, because I was 19, uh, just turned 20. And so I met this guy, I'm thinking, and, and, and I should have never gotten to that relationship anyway, because it was a manipulative from the beginning, but I was young. Right, <laughs> you know, right, I read a lot right. of books. And so, you know, I read a lot of books and at this 23 year old, and even though she's a grown woman, your brain is still developing. And so you don't know to look out for red flags and you don't know to look out for those type of signs. Um, but it, mine started out with just minor, small things, um, a little hitting here and there. Um, and then it started with him like messing up my apartment, kicking in my door. Um, and then it starting with, then it went to, from that, then it went to choking and, like hitting me in my face and coming in and knocking my TV off the stand. And it, it's just uh -huh. so much. And then the arguments, oh man, it's just, just the arguments. It's, it's just, it was draining in itself and just things that he would say so verbal. Um, and it was just, it was just a lot. It was all draining. And then, um, and then few years ago, um, he almost killed me because wow. he would not stop choking me. And let me tell you something. I don't know how many people believe in God. I don't, you know, I respect you for whatever you believe in. Um, but let me tell you about me though. Like I believe in God because I heard a voice clear as day the night that he was choking me. He, it, it, it was just like he was so angry. We were arguing about my daughter and my son. And we weren't even arguing about, like, anything else. Like, it, you would think uh -huh. it would be about something like... Right. We were arguing about my children. And I... When he started choking me, I looks in his face and I'm just like, you gotta stop. Like, I couldn't even talk. Like I'm in my mind. I'm like, like, like I'm trying to hold on to him or whatever. And all of a sudden something, a voice said to me, you have to fall or you are going to die. Mm, By wow. the time that I actually fell, I already passed out. So wow. I don't even remember falling. I hit my head on the sidewalk. I didn't even remember like, passing out because by the time I actually and at first when I heard the voice in my ear I'm like okay I gotta fall or else I'm gonna die but then I, I was still standing there like trying to like get him off of me mm -hmm. but by the time I actually fell like I was already passed out so I didn't even listen to the voice right then and there but Immediately after, it was already like too late. So if I did not listen to the voice, I probably nine times out of 10, 10, nine and a half times out of 10, I wouldn't even be here to wow. tell my story. So 
you know, tell that young lady and then tell anyone that's listening, like, you know, it, it's, it's steps that they do. Of course, they just don't come out the gate beating you up. They just don't come out. And well, for my situation, it wasn't. And, um, it's it's just it's better you don't deserve that you don't need that and so for me once I fell hit my head um I lay there and he left me on the sidewalk (laughs) so um it's 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 really it was really disturbing like I so I lay there I do not know how long I was on the sidewalk I don't know. Um, And when I got up, I was devastated because I first, at first, when I got up, I did not even know where I was. I had to look around and be like, where the heck am I? Like, that's how, that's, I, I, I don't know if that came from the choking. I don't know if that came from hitting my head or whatever the case. Right. So when I got up, um, I went to the car because actually we were outside and my children was in the car and went to the car and I was like, I can't do this. Like I, I, I'm crying. My kids are screaming. Like it was like my world was crashing down. So eventually I rode around in my car. I got in my car and I left and my head is bleeding. I'm like out of breath. I'm t- I'm just, I pulled over and I was like, I can't do this. So I left the scene of exactly where it happened, went back and I called the cops. Cops came, ambulance came, um, DSS got involved. So that was, it was just a whirlwind. It was, wow. it was, it was just a horrible situation. It was, it was, it was like the worst situation in my entire life till this day. And so, because I went through so much and, you know, it's just, it's just a lot, but I am thankful that I'm here and I'm thankful that I can definitely help somebody else, you know? And so, um, I would definitely tell anybody that anyone can change, but, but when you're in something like this and they're showing you, it's best to get out. And it's a process because typically, you know, like I told you before, I read a lot of books and you're more prone to going back. You're more prone and staying, especially when you've already been abused. You're, you're more, it's like, it's like the chances are higher for you to go back. And so, um, Wow. And I'm so, I'm so happy you're here to help others because they, you know, one thing I say, you know, we watch these Lifetime movies, right? And it's crazy. You see domestic violence, you see emotional abuse, you see killings, all that stuff. It's like, it's a movie, but those movies are taken from real life stuff. Like people are really like, Life Going is like lifetime. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's like that. And so, so I want to ask you this. Um, so of course I said, I have so many questions for you and I, I know a lot of people do too. Um, before the trouble, before all this happened, how, how did he treat you? How was it in your 19s? Like the early days? Um, how, how did he treat you at the beginning? Oh, well, um, like perfect 
perfect uh traveling shopping um just the perfect person the perfect guy um but the thing is like now that i look back and and you know when you reflect and look back it was everything was so strategic and so manipulative yeah um just conversations were perfect just everything he did was so perfect but it was all manipulation and i was so young and he knew that because he was basically almost 10 years older than me yeah, I was going to ask you that next. Like, how old was he? Yeah. Did he show... And see, that's the thing, too, about um, even with my story of, you know, um, being married so young. It's stuff I look at now. Right. Dang, like, I didn't see that. I didn't yeah. see that. You know, you're so young. You yeah. You, correct. And you can't blame yourself for that. Because right. So that's young. the part, too. And I'm not going to just blame it on, oh, I was young. And, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like things you do not see. It's like... Right. Right, right, right. Oh my God, how did I miss that? But, you know, someone had to realize, someone Mm -hmm. had to tell me, and her name is Dana, and you might know Dana. Oh, wow. Um, But Dana was like, Shanae, you were young. You have to understand, like, you were super young. Like, you you did not know and so because I will blame myself for a whole lot right I I I hear you on that and I think a lot of us women we go through that stage of blaming ourselves you know because when I first you know got out um of my uh you know marriage separation and all that um during separation actually it was like oh my god this was my fault my fault I did this I wish I did this right I did this wrong I didn't do that right I I didn't like I didn't cook enough or I didn't clean enough or I I didn't respond to him right you know you blame yourself like I wasn't a good enough mom like that the guilt Mm -hmm, is heavy and Mm -hmm. it's guilt but we have to get past that like you said it's it's not our fault you know it's not our fault. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to ask you, so like as far as signs, were there signs at all? I know you were super young, but were there signs that you ignored? Um, oh, yeah, for you know? sure. Okay. Can you tell us like. Um, I think I ignored all the signs. All the signs. <laughs> just. Um, Understandable. <laughs> just, I think, I think one sign was what I couldn't do. Um. Mm-hmm. I couldn't date anybody else, but you can have 50 girlfriends. That was wow. definitely a sign. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, okay, well, this person does this for me, or this person does that for me. You don't do that. You know, just different things like that. So I, that part of it, of making me feel less than, that actually helped with me with my value decreasing because I felt as though mm-hmm. Shanae, you ain't good enough. You, you don't look like this person or you don't do that or you don't do this or you don't do, you know, that. And so I think the comparison of mm-hmm. me and other women that started with me, like devaluing myself, I did that to myself though, but of course he was a source, but I did that to myself. So, right. um, and then uh, um, just arguments. And I think it was more of tearing up my, you know, I had, this was like me getting my first apartment at the age of 20. Okay. And, or maybe, no, mm, maybe I was 21. And just 
repairing up my apartment, just things like that. Just, it was, and some things were like, some things were like, okay, I didn't see it, but some things were like manifested already. And I was just like ignoring it. Mm. And so, um, like, you didn't tell me you were going out. We made plans or just, it's just a lot. It was just a lot of things that I was just like, dang, I should have just, you know, and then um, just going through my phone. I couldn't go through his phone at all. Um, wow. It's the little just, things. It's the little things like that. It, it's so easy yeah. to. Just dumb things. And yeah. Like, yeah. You know? And and wow. sometimes like, oh, you know, and then we can be tricked by saying oh he really loves me because he's yelling and you can see the passion and you can see the care but no that's that's dysfunction you know that's trauma that's starting to you're opening a door for trauma and no like it's dysfunctional so just like things like that right and And I I want to stop you right there because that right there messes things up Because we look at things and we try to, that's how the stage of manipulation happens right there, you know, is that they say one thing, like, you know, um, we say this to ourselves, like, oh, they're just overreacting because they love us that much. They're so passionate. They want to know our And that's really what I thought. Because they love us that much. I really (laughs) thought that. I really, 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 really thought that. But, you know, that's also like a slave mentality as well. So, you know, back in the day, if women weren't being beat or yelled at, they thought, oh, this person doesn't love me or whatever. And I think um, I think just not knowing generationally, like, and I wasn't aware of that until, mm-hmm. you know, so like after all of this stuff that has, has happened, I found out a lot and just by reading and just talking to people. And so... You know, and that is really a thing. Like, and I wasn't just saying, oh, he's beating me. I know he loves me. It was just more of, he's so passionate. Like, he cares about me. Oh, my God. He's so angry that I did this. (laughs) Or, and it's like, no, that's not love. No, that is definitely manipulation. That's, that's no, because no. No, you right, tr- right. that's trauma. Like you don't need to deal with that. And I didn't even think I didn't deserve it. Like I thought, okay, like, oh, well, I started talking to this girl because you were yelling and screaming at me or you were um, doing this or you were doing that. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. Wow. That. Girl, that is something else. It, manipulation, that's a whole podcast topic right there. By itself. <laughs> For real. Like, really, really. It's, it's you get into this um, narcissist and all this Definitely. stuff. It's, it's really deep and it really takes you. And not just physical. What's heavy, too, people don't understand how emotional abuse. That's, that's too, how things start right there. Like you said at the beginning. Like, that emotional abuse and that manipulation gets your mind and you can become brainwashed and confused and thinking one way that's right when it's really wrong but that's heavy so I want to also ask you know I know this is a really sensitive question but it's it sounds like it from what I'm getting that you have um, been beaten multiple times so so being that you were so young um 
and you know you've been beaten multiple times what why what was your reasoning of going back you know did it click in your head not click in your head that this isn't right or what would you say would have been your reasoning for going back to him um so i think that well for 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 again one manipulation so um I think the reason for going back was manipulation, but I did not value myself. I did not love myself yeah. as much as I do now. Um, and I needed healing from, so I wasn't aware. So after all of this, I started going to trauma. So MUSC, um, so after I got picked up like by the ambulance and everything, went to the hospital, and everything, I went to trauma counseling for okay. through MUSC, and the, so I was severely depressed, and I learned a lot just going to therapy, and it was, and I, I was seeing a psychiatrist, so they did recommend antidepressants and medicine and all of that good stuff. So, um, I learned so much about me because mm -hmm. I had to answer the hard questions as far as like, Shanae, why did you accept that behavior? Why did you accept like all of the stuff you accepted? Like, why did you, so I had to dig deep in, in myself and to figure out the why. Mm. so it wasn't all on him not protecting him but I had to figure out why like <laughs> you know and so I literally was on the phone with my father one night and after that situation and he was praying with me he was like Lord and, and something that he said in his prayer everything else like I don't remember exactly what he was saying he was praying for me but one thing that he said that was so profound to me was that he was like lord if i have done anything in my past that has passed down to my daughter like wow. lord so there were that really opened up my eyes to things that mm. a lot of things could be generational mm. where you know, it passes down. Like, and I don't, I know that I don't really necessarily believe in curses, but I do believe in, because I think Jesus came back for that, but I do believe in transfers. Like I, I do believe in right. your children picking up right. what you have done, things they see, things they've heard and, and, and taken on that in their life. I agree. And so when he said that, that was really powerful to me. Wow. And that's, so that's something else. I want everybody that has been abused or even you, like you have to go to counseling because they will dig deep into, you know, why. And counseling also made me realize that you are valuable and this person isn't even capable of loving you. I, I remember mm, like yesterday, my right. therapist was like, you want him to love you, but this guy is not capable of loving mm, you because on. narcissists really aren't 
capable and they're hurt too. But narcissist is a narcissist because they're hurt. They have trauma. They've been right. in situations possibly when they were young and they aren't dealing with it and they create this monster like they've been turned into a monster they're not dealing with it they hurt people they continue to hurt people they get pleasure out of manipulating people they are glorified they don't want to deal with the shameful part of themselves the hurt of themselves they don't want to deal with it's everybody else but them so yeah yeah i had to realize that in counseling and i had to realize like heal the hurt that I had from a young girl before the situation even happened. Like, why are you accepting this? Why are you doing this? Why are you allowing this? Like, why, you know, why, why? So that's another reason why I think I went back because of not, and even after therapy, it was still a process. It was still a process. And, um, yeah, it, yeah, it was still a process. And that's that's something right there. And that's that's another topic too about counseling, like you said. And for me, you know, of course I didn't go through domestic violence, but during my separation period, um I know a lot of people don't know, but um I fought so hard and I begged and begged and begged it doesn't matter like how he treated me or how he talked to me or what he said what he did I just I I begged and begged and begged and out of that you know I I I begged for love I was like love me don't leave you're about to make me cry you know I I begged like plead and I prayed and I screamed to God like no I I I want my husband I want my kids I, I want this like you know, all that begging over and over and over. And then finally, like I I started therapy too. And one of the things that stood out to me, she said, Dana, you got to stop going to a dry well, a person who don't know how to love. They can't, they can't love themselves. They can't love you. They can't give nothing to themselves. They can't, they can't give you what you need, you know? So it's a very, it's, it's, it's real. And you cannot, like you said, like, going they they have their own tra- traumas the things that they're not trying to deal with they're not and, trying to you know right. so it, it's a it's a deep thing that's that's a whole nother girl that's a whole nother podcast but it, it's mm-hmm. real you cannot get love from someone who is not trying to give it or who don't know how to give it who but don't know how to give it is the some thing. people just don't they don't know how yeah, they don't you know? know how and so mm-hmm. One of the things, too, and I I love about, you know, what you're saying, too, we got to a point where we said, and this is the part I think, too, a lot of uh, women miss. We have to get to a point where we no longer let them off the hook. Mm -hmm. We have to face ourselves and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to see, I'm going to stop being the victim here. Let me get to the root of what's my problem. Let's get to Why the root of it. What, where, where, what part am I playing? And, you know, and since I made that decision of, and I, I think you can say the same, since we say, say that decision, I'm no longer being the victim. Let me see what Dana or Shayna, let me see, let me see what I need to work on or what's, what's causing me to have this so that I don't have another cycle of this happening to me. So 
that being said, you know, it's like, like you said, I didn't love myself enough. I felt like if he left, I, I would never find anyone else or, Oh my God. You know, all of that, that. is so exactly like, how I felt. You I, feel I, stuck. I I really, <laughs> like there's thought, nobody else in the world. <laughs> like this person. Right. And I really felt that way. I really oh. did. And that was the insecurities in me that I had to, another thing I had to heal because I really, 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 really felt that way. And when you were saying begging, oh God, I did that a lot. Mm. For, I don't even know why. Oh my God. Like, that's why I was like, you're about to make me cry. <laughs> Cause like, it's just, oof, girl. And I have the and chills then, right and, now. And I don't want to <laughs> cry because, you know, and, and this was your husband. So you were begging for your marriage. That's one thing that saddens me, but it's like, man, it's just like the therapists say, like, that's a dry well. And you are so, you're such a magnificent person. Like you didn't even need to do all of that. But I mean, of course, yeah, it's your marriage though. And then on the other side, it's just, it's just so much that comes with that. It's so much that comes with it. It is. It, it really is. That's that's why they say, you know, you just you never know what people are going through. Life, <laughs> life really be life in, you know, and now I look back at it, you know, later on, we all look back at our situations and our journeys and we're like, what? Why? Yeah. Why? You know, but it, yeah. it is really a part of life, especially when you love someone or mm-hmm. if you think something is love and it's not it's just. Yeah, it's it's a whole it's it's life be life and but yeah. yeah, so I I I have a few more questions um for you. Did you ever um did you ever tell anyone when when it was happening did you um find yourself telling expressing yourself to someone about what was going on or did you mostly I keep that did. to yourself? I did, but I did not tell a lot of people. So I did tell like uh my sister knew and um, just, a, just, a, just a few people. Um, I did. So, um, one day I went into work, he hit me in my face one day and I went into work and my manager looked at me and sat me in his office wow. and he was like, this is not love. Like he was like, what? Because I called out from work that day. I was like, I can't go to work like this. My face is, he was like, this is, this is not love. Like, this is not love. Like, this is not love. And so, um, so I did, you know, I told my manager um, and, and, you know, just like close family members. Um, But I think that um with family members like my family my family members especially my sister she loves so hard but she also know and she would like kill somebody for me and like hide their body but (laughs) but also she knows that when somebody isn't ready I'm Mm -hmm. not ready so it's not much that you know family members can honestly do in a sense right right no I understand no I get it um, that, that's very true it's, 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 yeah. it's on you a decision so I get that yeah did your um did your children ever witness you um going yes. to domestic violence yes um, right and, yes my oldest had to get counseling as well wow so, okay that yeah. was my next question about where they you know counseling or something of that sort wow yes. So, um, but yeah, and so now I'm in the process of um, 
trying to make them healthy. Because again, like my dad mm-hmm. said, and again, like what I was doing in counseling was unpacking things from childhood. And so I'm trying to, at some point, I want them to go back before they're adults. Um, mm. Because I think, you know, I, I was watching TV the other day and it was a therapist on there on the um, on the show. Um, and he was saying he's a therapist and he was like, he has a therapist. And he was like, I have to unpack. I have to, a therapist need a therapist. Like a doctor need a doctor. So like, <laughs> yeah. you know, a, a preacher does need someone that they can confide in and talk to. And so I think, you know, even for my children, I think at some point it's very healthy. It's right. very, 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 very healthy. Um, and I know some people are like, God, just go to God. And yeah, but God put pe- people on this earth to help Hello. us. Hello. And so I think, I think therapy is healthy and I think I need to, I want them just to go to therapy, just to talk out their feelings because sometimes your children will talk to somebody else before they come and talk to you. Right. And I think I want to put them back in therapy for that reason so that they can unpack with somebody that is um, professional and someone that can really help them versus confiding in somebody that's just going to stab them in the back or somebody that don't know what they're talking about or, you know, right. just, just, right. You know, right. just somebody they can confide in and just unpack all of that and someone that can guide them and steer them. And just unhealthy life. It's important that we start now raising our children to be healthy individuals, you know? And so, yeah, I do, I do want to put them back in. And even if it's like, because the therapy that my daughter went to, because she's the oldest, I didn't put my son in, but because she's the oldest, I wanted to, because she's seen more than my son and my son was younger at the time. Okay. But um, it was, it was really friendly. She did talk about the abuse and, uh, they recorded her talking about that. That is just another story in itself. It's just wow. when she talked about it and when they came back in the room, I could not be in the room. So I couldn't coerce her into saying anything. And I want her to be authentic. Right, right. right. Was, mm, um, five at the time wow. when she was going to therapy. So she... um. She told them they they took her in a room um, and she told them everything she saw. And I was so surprised because the things that she said, I was like, I felt bad as a mom. And then two, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, my God, my baby is going to need help. And so now and this is another reason why I want her to go back to therapy, because she doesn't talk about her feelings. Wow about her dad, about me, about, you know, and I ask her questions. So me and my kids have devotion almost every day. That's good. That's good. Yeah. We, I have like, I bought a set of like kitty Bible stories. It's, it's like a whole firm, like Genesis to Revelations. And we talk about like everything. So we go through these Bible stories, we pray and I give them an opportunity to say, Hey, something that's towards me or anybody, something they feel that wasn't right, something I did that wasn't right, or what if they I, they have the floor to talk about whatever. 
every single time my daughter has not, my son is more like, mom, so you forgot, like last time we had devotion, other day, he says, um, mom, you forgot, I told you something and you forgot or, you know, whatever. My problem, before first he started, I was said my problem's with you. I said, okay, well, well, what's the problem with me? He was like, when I tell you things, you be forgetting sometimes. Like I told you something about Mimi and da 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 or whatever. That's what they call my mom. And okay. so like we talked about that or whatever. I'm like, Becca, I have a lot on my plate and I'm so sorry if I forget. But I, if I forget, please remind me because your mama's getting older and I just right. have a lot going on. So please, mm -hmm. you know, but Chloe, every single time she's like, nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nothing, oh, and wow. that's scary to me because you're human. Yeah. You feel right, right. So, right. I, I'm just like maybe if she has a mentor, maybe she. And I'm not gonna feel no type of way if she opens up to somebody else. I just right. need her to be healthy, and I need her right. to open. You know, I just need her to open up. So, yeah, that matters. Wow, yeah. that's good, man. That's awesome. For real, because like you said, you don't, we don't go through stuff, just us. When you have kids, they're, they're, that, those things are passed on to us. And that, that is so amazing to hear how you are taking your children's health of what had happened serious. Cause some parents probably don't, they try to move on with life and think, I don't is want okay. them to go through <laughs> anything that I went to, anything that I went through. So I am going to try to push them to do the right thing at all times, but I am going to try to push them to go to college. I am going to try to push them to go take, take mm -hmm. go to the moon. Like I am right. going to push them because, you know, I think I just, again, like it, I get really, really emotional when I think about them and their future and their life and how they feel. And, you know, if something isn't right, I am going to try to make sure I seek out the right help to get them help or whatever the case may be, because I, again, want to raise healthy individuals. You know, I want to make sure that they aren't having any type of mental issues. I want right. them to be mentally healthy. I want them to be emotionally healthy because when my daughters meet a guy, right. they know, okay, this isn't right. <laughs> right. Uh, no. Yeah, no. Right. Right. Um, That's you know, good. So. That's good, Shana. That's so good. I'm, I'm so trying. Happy. It's very hard. It's a very I'm hard sure it's single not parent. Listen, oh yeah. gosh. That's a whole nother podcast. It's, it's so many it's, other podcasts. It's so have. much avenues. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. So I want to ask just to wrap up uh the story about that before we just ask maybe two more questions um pertaining to your healing journey. But how did you tell us how did you finally the day that you got away how was that what what was that like how did you get away okay in that so <laughs> this is crazy so I invited my a friend over to my house my brother came over his girlfriend came over to my house and um my children's father came to pick up the kids and he so he came in now, mind you, this is after the situation where he almost tried to kill me. Okay. Um, and it's crazy because the judge ordered no contact and he reached out to me, of course. 
um, got in contact with me. We started talking again and he was sneaking like, well, I, he could have come get the kids, but he it was supposed to be like a, a third person or a mediator, somebody that could okay. meet with him to get the kids. So he didn't want to do that. And of course, I was so ignorant. Um, I was like, okay, well, just come over here and da 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 right? Come get the kids. He came over. He was like, oh, well, I can't take Piper. She was a baby then. He was like, can't take Piper. I'm going to take the oldest two. And I said, well, I have to go to work tomorrow. No, that's not a good idea. You need to take all of them. I said, and, and a lot of times I used to figure it out. So if he couldn't do it, I would get my mom. I would get my sister. I would get mm-hmm. somebody else. I would get, and I always did that. And then this time I was like, no, you're going to get all three. I figured out, you don't even work. I figured it out. Right. You have to figure it out. You said you were coming. Hello. Yeah. He knocks me over the counter in front of my friend that was standing there. Mm. My brother heard the commotion outside, comes into my house. They started arguing. My brother was about to kill him. It was just too much going on. I told everybody to get out. I was like, everybody get out. And during this time, we we did not go to court yet. So I called my lawyer. She was like, okay, he hit you again. And now this time in front of people, so this time you have witnesses. We're going to lock him up if you press charges again. Dummy old me, because I feel like I, that was just a stupid moment in my life. I did not. And I feel like that was it. I blocked him. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do this. You will be okay for a couple of days or a couple of weeks. And then you show yourself again. Because again, a narcissist, nothing is wrong with them. It was my fault. And even oh, after like- that situation, it was my fault. Yeah. So it was my fault. I should have just let him get the two oldest. And that would have been that. He wouldn't have done that. He wouldn't have touched me, whatever. And so it's like, you aren't getting healing. You don't think, you're not trying to fix anything because you don't think anything is broken. Right. So, Right. So what's going to happen is it's going to be a cycle. You're going to continue to do this. And then a few weeks later, you're better. And then it's, you're going to, it's going to peak its head again. And it, it's a cycle. It's a never ending cycle. Um, and even now when I speak to him, it's manipulation. Mm. And um, I told him uh, um, a few weeks ago, if you're not calling me about the kids, do not call me if you're That's not calling. Right. Yeah. And of course, even to this day, it's like, well, I want us to be cool. I want us. To, and I told him the other day, I, I and, and some things I record our conversations because yeah. he's so manipulative. And I, I recorded this conversation and I told him, we've tried that before. That does not work. We've tried to be cool. We've tried to be friends. We tried to co-parent. That does not work. I gave him my mother's number. I said, if you want to see your kids, I will never stop you. You reach out to my mom to get the kids. You reach out to my mom to see them. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, <laughs> sorry this has to be this way. But yeah. no. You have to protect yourself. And that... That's another whole subject. And that's very not crazy. only that, Dana, oh, you have to protect yourself mentally, emotionally, <laughs> spirit, like all across the board, not even all just physically, it. 
all of it like yeah just all of it co-parenting is especially I I say this you know co-parenting is one thing but when you're co-parenting with someone you're trying to heal from that's hard it's very hard hard. and you gotta you gotta sometimes you know you gotta (laughs) take in the disrespect you got to take in the, you know, not so much take it in and uh, question yourself. No, it's like, okay, you said what you said. Let's move on. Let's talk about the kids. Let's, let's get to the point. Let's, Correct. you know, so it's like healing and co-parenting because you, you, you want what's best for the kids. So you, like you said, I, I would say I would never take our kids away from their father ever, but I can't deal. You, you just, you, it's, it's a lot. And and, and the other day, it's so crazy because a few, I reached out to him about the kids and I was like, hey, are you going to put anything on child support um, this month? Because I haven't got any, um, to be clear, (laughs) I haven't gotten, it's so inconsistent. He sent me $200 last month, 50 the month before, nothing for the few months before that. So, um, I'm like, Hey, are you going to put anything on child support? And he, he, I did not respond. So I was like, okay, well, like an hour or two later, I was like, okay, cool. Well, you don't have to respond, whatever. Like, do you? Okay. He responds and says, you're bitter. You're miserable. He sends me this whole long message. And I was like, bitter? I did respond, which I should not have. I did respond. And I was like, bitter with a question mark? Why would I be bitter? Why would I be bitter? I'm not bitter. I'm asking you about the children. Like, bitter? Now, Dana, honestly, let me have a transparent human moment. I, at times, I do regret, okay? I do regret that person being my children's father. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not bitter. I'm not. I have learned a lot from my situation. I have. I'm. I'm thankful for the knowledge that I do have. Um. Would I have done things differently if I can go back and turn back the hands of time? I would. Would I have? stayed with him no would I, it would have been a conversation and no because now i can right. spot a red flag from 20 miles away right like, right <laughs> some things don't even i don't even attract anymore because i'm older i'm wiser so yeah. uh, there are certain conversations there's certain people there's i don't it, even in friendships there's certain conversations and people i don't even hang with because it's like a red flag y'all are you know right i just i just don't and not because i'm stuck up or because i'm i'm a very inviting person like anyone can come up and talk to me but as far as hanging out and stuff no because I see that when situations are toxic or dysfunctional and you know I get, but, it. I get it yeah like and I'm just like dude and that's another reason why I regret because it's like you give me a hard time you are inconsistent as a father and I think inconsistency can hurt a child and that's another situation like when you're talking about children that can really (laughs) be detrimental you know to children inconsistency as a father like you know so that's true and you know 
to say, I will say for me, um, I, I, I am grateful for this one part. I will say, um, I, and I'm transparent. I'm becoming transparent with people now. You know, I just started this. Me too. Sharing, you know, because it's, it's, <laughs> you got to make sure it's like, okay, do I want to tell the world all this? Right. Correct. But, right. <laughs> so I've been literally going through hell or, you know, experience what I experienced. But one thing I can say about my children's father is that he's a great father. He oh, will good. definitely, he will definitely uh, provide for them whatever it is that they need and whatever he had, he'll give his last to his children, you know? Right. I got to emphasize that. Emphasize, children. Yeah. But what happens is, uh, is that for me, it's like, I got to take myself out of the equation mm-hmm. because when I put myself in the equation, it's that's when it brings um, uh, chaos and different things like that. So it's just, it's a lot when it comes to healing and co-parenting and trying to just figure yourself out and still have to deal with that person. But one thing I wanted to point out that you said about, you know, his response to you of being bitter. This is what I have learned um, is that especially, you know, narcissists and whatever you want to call them out there, you know, I, I, it is what it is, you know? Um, But, when we become confident and we're not playing anymore about things, when we come to them, it intimidates. And mm-hmm. it's like, it's like to them, it's like a, you know, like it's, it's a red flag. So the backlash is like, they're going to try to beat you down. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter calling you bitter when you're not, it's like bitter question mark. Like I'm not being bitter. Like all I did was ask you a question. Like, I just asked one question and all of a sudden you're attacking me, you know, type mm-hmm. thing. It's like, it's crazy. So it's, it's co-parenting. I girl, we, we gotta be on another co- podcast. Cause mm-hmm. no, for real. No, for <laughs> real. It's, it's so real when it's that healing journey and co-parenting. It's hard. Like for the rest of my life, you mean I have to, I can put up what I, what I want to put up, but when you're healing and you're still, you, I still have moments where I let um, manipulation comes in or I let hurt or sometimes yeah. I feel a certain way. It's because I'm still going through my journey of healing, Yeah, you know, but at the yeah. same time I have to be strong because I have to co-parent. So it's like, I still have to face you. I still yeah. have to communicate with you for the sake of our children. But that's yeah. a whole nother, that's a whole nother yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah. And it's real yeah. and it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's, it does not matter how strong of a woman you are at. It, it's hard. It's challenging, you know, but I thank you for sharing that. Let, now let's talk about your healing a little bit. Like, I just have two questions for you. Um, today, do you feel, how are your, I, I know you're single, but how do you feel like, I don't, I don't know. Are you dating? Or you're just like I am not dating. Okay, me either. <laughs> <laughs> me either. Like, nope, I'm no not dating you. at all. <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm, I'm just not. I'm, girl. I, yeah. I tried. I tried talking, but I'm like, oh yeah. no, 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 no. I still have my red flags and my triggers. That was the next yeah. thing I was gonna ask you. Do you have any triggers? Things that you're still finding yourself um, that triggers you? Okay, so <clears throat> I was diagnosed with PTSD, okay. and um, so when I was going to, when I was seeing the psychiatrist um, through MUSC, 
um, they diagnosed me with PTSD. So that's why they were trying to like put me on all this medicine. And I would go to counseling like every week. And, um, you know, I, I got tired of going to MUSC downtown. <laughs> it was just it was just it was just such a long process but um currently um so I did have triggers a lot it was worse it was worse um back then but now I think I still have them but I try so my problem now is that um, I have anxiety that I'm trying to like really get under control. And it's not like I have an anxiety attack every day. It's more of I'll have it out the blue and I don't know like what triggered mm-hmm. it or I okay. don't know. So um, I'm, I'm still trying to like work through that. And it's just, it's just like, you know, because like when, like for an example, like, um, like sometimes I think like when I'm having, like, I just, that's not crying. The walls is keeping in. I feel like my future is like doomed and, you know, mm-hmm. like it's just a lot that comes with it. And so my reaction moves from belief to expression and and then I just really start believing Mm -hmm. these things you know about myself and so um there a lot of times now that I'm going through I'm still healing because I went back and still healing from just even the process of even going back. It's like, I feel worse because I went back and then, but, um, and then now because I have to deal with him, it's like, it's, it's like, I'm still healing from something that happened three years ago or, you know, two years ago. And so it's still a process for me as well. And I feel like, I feel like I, um, reflect I, I find myself reflecting a lot um and so I think that just right now it's not like something that is happening it's more of emotions I'm trying to get in check it's more of feelings I'm trying to get in check um you know I feel you know like when you're triggered someone has hijacked and gained power over your feelings and your actions. Right, right. And so I'm trying to, I'm in the process of getting that, getting in control of my feelings, my emotions. I don't want to have to see something on TV and it, it triggers me or I get really emotional because I do try to listen to a lot of podcasts. I do try, but, and, but also it's like when I see things on TV or, you know, and I think I'm at the point now where I'm like, saying Shanae like your life was supposed to go this way and I and there's a lot of things that I need to still forgive myself for right like dang like your life was supposed to go this way or dang you could have been this far in life you could have been further you could have done this you could have done that and then I'll see something on tv and I'll just like bust out crying and then I'm like it's just you know and then it's just like it lasts for a couple of days or you know I'm in bed there were one like the beginning of this year 
um, it was so bad for me because I would sleep all day. I would call out from work and I would sleep all day. And then one day this year, this year now, a few months ago, my son came into the room and said to me, mommy, are you going to cook for us? And I popped up out of bed, cooked for them and went back to bed. Mm. And these are still things that I deal with and fight. And, and I think sometimes I'm just like so sloppy when it comes to my healing, because I also want to go back to therapy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually have already signed up for, to go back to therapy. That's good. But I want to go back to therapy so I can be completed because Mm -hmm. it's like, I still have flare ups. You know, yeah. in a sense, you know, right. I've had flare ups. It's not as bad as it used to be, but I still have <laughs> right. flare ups yeah. that yeah. I do want to get under control because I don't want to give anybody power to have. And then yeah. he can text me and say something, and I'll just be like, sometimes I'm like, okay, whatever, I don't respond. And then sometimes I'll be like, what? What are you? That, and then I'll start texting, like, and I'm <laughs> yeah. just like, you yeah, know, I don't even want to do that. I want to be so unbothered that I'll be like, boy, please, whatever. You got me over here crying because <laughs> that is real. Girl, As I we wrap up, this now too. We, we're, we're about to wrap up. But one of the things, and I say this for everyone that's listening to make a choice. Yeah. That's the easiest part. Like make you have choice. to. Yeah. You gotta make a choice, no matter if you're in a domestic uh, um, violence relationship or um, emotional, or you're going. There's a lot of women who have messaged me all last week, and I, I have hundreds of messages. They're going through separation. They just they're stuck, or they're depressed, or they yeah. make a choice, and then to. knowing once you make that choice, there's something. This is the part people don't real be real about. It's going to be a journey. It might not take, it could, it could take somebody one month, but it could take somebody 10 years to be completely healed. Because even with me, as much as I smile, as much as I'm excited about life, I'm still going through my journey. And like you said, you're three years later and it's okay to, it's okay to still be going through your journey. Yeah. And that's where we are. I'm still going through my journey. Just like you said, I still have my triggers. There are moments, there are things, there are things that my children's father have said to me that he don't remember. I can tell him right now and he won't remember, but it Mm -hmm. stuck with me. I still play it in my ear constantly. It's still played in my ear constantly or Sometimes when I close my eyes, I remind myself, you know, myself is reminded of how I was pregnant, just bent over in the room, screaming for my family or screaming, God, show up, make this, make this all this, wake me up from this dream. Like, this is a dream. Mm. (laughs) Excuse me. This is not happening, you know? So it's a journey. It's a process. So, you know, once you identify, once you make your choice to leave or you know, there's power in letting go and letting go and you accept the fact that, okay, I'm going to start this journey. Mm -hmm. Having God every step of the way is the only, I don't know any other way. Yeah. Somebody can tell me, (laughs) but there is no other way because this journey is not a day. It's not two days. It's not through this. It can be years. It can be months. It can be years, but 
having God by our sides because we're going to still, we're going to have those trigger moments. Mm-hmm. We're going to have those memories. We're going to have those messages, you know, from them. And it's like, you know, we're going to get emotional about it or it's going to hurt us, but it's, it's what we do It's how we, how we, we want to respond and not react. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's where you see your growth. That's what I've been seeing my growth in when I'm responding to them, to him or responding to situations because like you said too it's like I look at myself too I'm I'm working on forgiving me you know because yeah. I played victim for so long like I put all the blame on him for absolutely everything yeah and to this day I played a part too in a lot of things you know mm-hmm. it's like I look at myself Dana dang like you could have done better than this or you could have been farther than this or, you know, even things that had happened to me during separation of how I shared how I got all this, I got into all of this debt because of, um, you know, um, because, you know, I was getting evicted and just so many things happened. Yeah. I started looking at myself like, Lord, okay, where, where did I get wrong? I don't want this to happen again. And yeah, I, I don't want this yeah. to happen ever again. And that's so growth. Like, what, yeah, that's yeah. it. So yeah. now I'm learning to respond and not just react. Mm-hmm. I think there's a difference in that. But girl, this has been good. So before we leave, what is one advice that you would give to a woman that is in a domestic violence situation at this very moment? What would you say to them if they were to be sitting at the table with you right now? Um, I would say to her, um, so you are valuable. You can conquer the worlds. And you're not going to be able to reach your full potential if you are giving the gun to somebody and allowing him or her to point the gun back at you and you are you're placing their finger on the trigger you're play you don't need to stunt your growth like that you need to take back your power and you need to realize how beautiful how powerful how valuable how how you are um just amazing how you are wonderful like you have to know like who you are a lot of things that I did accept is because I did not know who I was and whatever has happened in the past whatever has happened in your childhood forgive it start your journey of growth and healing and let it go day by day because again it's a process but I think people need to know how powerful they are because they have been so powerless for so long. They need to know how powerful they are. Maybe they didn't hear it enough when they were young. Maybe they didn't hear it enough now for them to even accept this type of behavior because that was part of my problem. That was definitely part of my problem. But then I will also tell them if they want to get out, especially if they live with the person, that they need to create a team of people that they can trust so that that team can help them get out of it so that they can come out like 
with no bruises, no marks, just, you know, and, and again, I would speak to the person's mind because it's all mental, man. It's, it's more mental and emotion, emotional than physical. So, but people got to know their value. It's, it's, I would, and especially to this girl that reached out to you last week, like, girl, like you have to get up. And you have, even if you have to look in the mirror every day and write affirmations, you know, also that's what helped me. Mm. I, you are beautiful. If you have to say it sometimes, you are beautiful. Shanae, you are beautiful. Dana, you are beautiful. Like even I am powerful. I am powerful. Like I, my kids even say affirmations. Like if you have to tell yourself, like I started with um, saying affirmations you know, um, money comes to me and, and, and just different things. Like if you, you have to start telling yourself first before mm. somebody can, you know, somebody else can come to you and say, you know, you are valuable. Cause if, 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 if somebody else can come and tell you you're valuable and you don't think that you're valuable, that's mm. actually not good. Right. Because it's like when they don't tell you you're valuable, you're going to feel miserable yes you know so it's like you need to tell yourself first I am powerful I am going to go out here and conquer the world everything I put my hands to you know like affirm yourself girl affirm yourself because I I haven't seen you and I know you're beautiful I know like you have so much in you that needs to come out and guess what? This girl that reached out to you, the 23-year-old girl, you going to be able to help so much women. So you have to, like, get up and get yourself together. And don't be hard on yourself. It's a process. It is a process. Yes. I think I think we try to rush to healing. Mm-hmm. And it's a process. Process. It's a process. It's a process. Thank you so much, Shayna. This has been absolutely beyond amazing. Um, thank you for being open, transparent to that the world. <laughs> the yeah. world. And again, y'all, we, we're gonna have Shayna again here with Couch Talk. Um, we have to. We have we have to because there's so many different things. Oh gosh, I think we just hit the surface. So <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But I'm right. so forever grateful. I'm excited to see where God is going to. Where God has taken you, I'm excited where you are. But I'm really excited to see where God is really going to. He is going to put you on a platform. Yes, and he's you gonna too. put you on the platform. You too. It. You're gonna help. Thank you so much. And that's what we're gonna do. We're here breaking the silence, breaking the silence. That's it. But again, thank you so much. And audience, thank you so much for tuning in to Couch Talk with Dana. Just make sure you check out all of my social links. Be in the loop of absolutely everything. Again, I've said it once. I'm saying it again. We are breaking the silence and we're elevating this year and next year. We are starting elevation for absolutely every woman 